rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what is go and on? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a rhyme. My name is Tara Devlin. What's yours? Um, we meet here every Saturday evening from whenever I get around to it. So around 7 p.m. at this right now things are in flux so i appreciate your you know your flexibility and yeah we meet here i, I just want to say uh, there's so many things i want to say all right so they all want to come out of my mouth at the same time so let's just get the the plugs out of the way and then we'll dive into it so i just want to for for you guys who are new we are unapologetic liberal talk, and this is Tara Buster, okay? And we're on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. If you can, please become a patron at patreon.com. And I'm tangled over here. Uh, patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Give it a like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. And you can join us in the chat room, because really that's what gets me going here because otherwise other you know it sucks being in a pandemic and living in the united states of serfs and lords but at least we we have each other we have this this the this show and the means to get together and communicate and i really am so appreciative of the community that we're building and the one that we've already built all the og tarabusters so thank you if you want to hang out come to youtube.com slash c for channel slash tarabuster and hang out in the chat room with the great tarabuster og community like richard w thank you so much richard for your super chat right out of the gate richard he um he's he's optimistic about the show he says another great show <laughs> so he's optimistic we just started but generally that's the that's the consensus after the end so this is all right all right let's just get going i, I wanted to say that I, I i effed up i dropped the ball because i don't know if mark is around mark middlestat he is a, he's the millennial correspondent of the tarabuster show and the tarabuster community and well he uh, he i invited him on the show and then i kind of dropped the ball this week has been insane and, and i just saw that he texted me on discord saying hey you want me to come on the show i'm i'm a i'm i'm terrible so it's just me i'm a, i am the one man band so and it's a little overwhelming at times and it's not the first time and it won't be the last that i make a mistake and screw up so mark if you're around definitely call in and we'll 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 talk and i otherwise we can do it again we'll have another you know we'll schedule you for real because Mark is an amazing young man, and honestly, he's one of the other people that get me out of bed in the morning that make me really not want to give up. Because this is, you know, Mark is our our future, and he's such an incredible young man. And he's not, I mean, just think about that. He, a young man who, living in this kiss-up, kick-down, post-Reaganomics United States of serfs and lords, where we're the only country that doesn't have 
universal health care, the only country that doesn't have paid time off, or let's or for young people where you can go to college and don't have to leave with um, well, basically as an indentured servant to the banks. That's what we have here. And Mark, you know, just like me, I was born in during, uh, <laughs> during Reaganomics, really. And, uh, you know, Mark isn't saying, hey, I don't I want to tune out and play Xbox. He's he's creating his own community, shaping progress where people are going to get together. Well, are getting together. And this is what we're going to talk about with Mark when he comes on the show to uh, getting together to discuss how to make the world a better place and and practical guide to activism in in this effed up country all right and we're yeah we have a lot of work to do so tonight's show i titled the dems go home as democracy hangs in the balance at least that's what i thought i titled it did i okay i think i spelled it wrong wait oh no i did i got i whatever what did you spell it was a spell i made a spelling error it was a typo not a spelling error and then Thankfully, I caught it. Okay. For a second, I thought I didn't catch it. Okay. So, we're it's right before Christmas. This is a problem. The Dems have gone home. What? We're in an existential crisis. The, the, the constitutionally limited Democratic Republic is under assault by, by Republicans. And you know what's so interesting to me, and it's also, this is p- part of the problem with the Democratic Party. The other day, Biden was talking, well, here, let me play Biden. We've supported Democrats fighting for voting rights bills since day one of our administration, making sure that we have unanimous support among Democrats in the Senate, which we do. But each and every time it gets be brought up, the other team blocks the ability even to start to discuss it. Really? The other, other team? team? It used to be called the Republican Party. Um, okay. That's only half true because it's not the other team blocking voting rights at this stage of the game. Yeah, every single Republican is not on board with voting rights. Of course, they're in the process of dismantling democracy. But it's not the Republicans. It's the two damn Democrats, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, who are standing in the way. So I find it pretty goddamn ridiculous. But, you know, we're, we're really in a tough bind at this point because we know we're living in a corrupt system where money is, has bought politicians and now... Government is it is an appendage of the affairs of billionaires, just as FDR warned. And, you know, we ain't going back as far as Republicans are concerned. Hold on a second. All right. All right. Yes. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, JD, for your super chat and pounds. Hello, Tara. Hi, chatters. Just you being here doing a show, Tara, makes it great. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. So, 
it's a little bit okay back to what we're talking about but um it's a little bit ridiculous for the for the leader of the democratic party to i guess not give credit where credit's due but I understand they're in negotiations. Now, part of me, whenever the corporate media, the, the corporate media really does drag this shit through the mud constantly. They're the ones, they're the problem reporting the, uh, you know, we don't need to hear this shit constantly. Um, the, it's, it is like Lucy and the football. Are they going to get it done? Is Build Back Better going to get done? Is the voting rights bill going to get done? Oops, no, there comes Mansion and Cinema again. And the corporate media loves giving them attention as much as they like receiving it. So, you know, I get the the whole negotiating with with these two fucking clowns where you you Biden can't go out publicly and because we have to walk this fine line because he can't go out there publicly and start beating them up. I at least this is my assessment of what I think he's doing. And he can't attack them without turning like getting them to dig their their heels in and, and hold their breath until democracy dies, because that's what we're we're up against. And the. The problem is we're so far gone into corruption that the system of corruption is not set up to actively address it. It's been so weakened over the years, so, and we're, we're in a tough situation because not only we're, we really are fighting fascism with one hand tied behind our backs— we're we're not we don't have a full throated defense of democracy because some of the democrats are not working in our best interest and many more of those democrats don't even believe in what we need to do which is let's explain this is what we're doing here what we need to do to because what 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 we're see I'm operating under the assumption that everyone you know for the most part wants a democracy they want a functioning democracy and a and a um economically vibrant working class that's my assumption I'm sure it's definitely wrong hold on I'm back well we're back not me look at me wrong with me i need i need a lot of things all right um here let's let's just read this to get the to kick the show into gear and i'm i have my eye out here I, i'm sure that mark once he didn't hear back from me he went out and had a life i don't know what do kids do today i'm sorry demon rogue on where are you, Twitch? No, uh, Demon Rogue asks, do you ever read this chat? I Not as, not much, Demon Rogue. If you can, make it over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And, and then you'll meet the other people in the chat room. It's just too many chat rooms to look at. I'm sorry. Um, and plus, Twitch doesn't have a lot of people following me there. So there's more people at YouTube. Okay. 
The U.S. Senate recesses for the year without Build Back Better and voting rights, which is a problem. This is from the Common Dream staff. But somehow they managed to confirm Rahm Emanuel as an ambassador to Japan. Anybody know this, right? As long as they got the important things done. U.S. Senate, the U.S. Senate adjourned for the year at 4.02 a.m. Saturday morning, after Democrats failed to reach an agreement on their top legislative priorities, the Build Back Better bill and the voting rights legislation. Now, Build Back Better is probably dead until if and when we win in the midterms, which, okay, I, I still have some hope that that might happen, given the fact that the Republicans are you know, the fascist, traitor, domestic enemies that the founders warned us about. So I'm wondering if um, that, you know, if they're going to be as successful as they as they think that they will be. It's so pathetic, really, to think that people, after everything they've seen, they're still they're still going to vote for these pricks. It's fascinating. Anyway, but so, yeah, like Common Dream staff writes, yeah, at least they got the good, the, uh, the more important policies through, like Rahm Emanuel's ambassadorship. Okay, the Senate is now scheduled to return to Washington on January 3rd. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had promised for weeks that the Senate would pass Biden's Build Back Better legislation before Christmas. Anybody? We've been hearing that. I've been like, okay, let's see. I'll, I'll see. I'll believe when I see it. The f- why, do, why do they have to go out and say these things? This is what makes me insane. Why would they give their show their hand oh we're going to pass it by christmas and then to have it constantly be um you know be a disappointment for the american people we elected joe biden on this platform ladies and gentlemen as we always do we elect democrats to enact what i think i believe to be a uh, pro america agenda all everything that we're talking about here universal health care higher education for all you know universal higher education universal living wages um taxing the rich high marginal tax rates on on the rich and corporations all of these policies are it's not it's not liberal it's not socialism it is democracy it is the protection and cultivation of a of a democratic free people that's what has to be um it has to be top of mind on every on every american's whatever top of mind <laughs> you know what i'm saying it has to be but it's not because the american people are dumb as a box of uh, uh what marbles crayons rocks posts blocks Pick one. They're, it's, they're dumb. 
And in fact, I was, what did I see recently? It's, it's fascinating to me because I, I told you guys I played some games or whatever. I'm on Discord on other channels um, doing some game thing. I always played games since I was a kid. So whatever. I play this like Game of Thrones game and there's, it's an international thing and every, there's people f obviously from all over the world. And what I find fascinating is that it's people having conversations about everyday life and current events through the their their own point of view depending on what where they live and i find it interesting that they are they the negativity about the united states is um is clearly evident uh and the the they are the, the rest of the world knows how full of shit we are and what the fact that they they have to tolerate us because we're you know we might um, blow up the whole goddamn earth <sighs> if there's a if so if the wrong person's elected right so but that that to me breaks my heart but it seems like the whole world knows how uh, how lost we are. It hasn't reached f the the red states, I suppose, but even though when it, you know, when they feel like something's wrong, they've been told that you know the 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 cause is uh, those brown people coming over here, right? So Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer promised for weeks that the Senate would pass these, you know, the Build Back Better. Well, happy Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We're finally saying Merry Christmas again. Thank God. That's right. James Kent Fredenberger on Facebook says, Schumer will always be first and foremost the darling of Wall Street. Absolutely. I'm from New York, so he's my senator. And he's... He's commonly known as the senator from Wall Street. And this is the problem. The same operators and actors who've presided over the decline of the American working class from the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly mobile, from the, the slightest income gap to the widest income gap, uh, are this the, this is the same the, the same crew the same cast of characters who presided over the de the decline of the american working class into the working poor from the working class to the working poor i mean that the fact that we even have a term working poor and everybody's cool with it says just says how beaten we are how they have how successful they've been with uh, turning the American people against the very policies that are needed to not just unify the country, but have a country, have a functioning country. But see, there's always uh, actors or not, you know, whatever. There's always um, assholes um, who can't function in democracy. They lack the fundamental maturity. And that's what we're dealing with. Hold on, we'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin, Tara Buster.
All right. So we're reading Common Dreams, an article of how the Democrats went home without passing their signature agenda, but they did make Rahm Emanuel ambassador to Japan. Okay. While Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are largely responsible for killing the Democrats' priority legislation, Majority Leader Schumer was called out for never even forcing them to take a vote before adjourning for the year. Why? Why adjourn? Anyway, do you think if the shoe was on the other foot and Mitch McConnell had his had to, let's say, his filate billionaire act of 2021 was he had been promising the billionaires that they would be filated and say and sated by by uh, by Christmas. Do you think Mitch Moscow Mitch would F off back home back to that shithole that he lives in? Well, I mean, he lives in a nice mansion surrounded. The shithole surrounds him. My God. Wow, wow, wow. And look at this. I'm looking at this article. Back, David Sirota, back in October, wrote an article of how to handle these two clowns, Cinnamon and Manchin. And he wrote, as millions of Americans are being cut off from jobless benefits, this is another thing. All of the, the provisions, the child tax credit is going to going to expire. All the things that the Democrats promise, and they'll you know you can promise the moon, but if you can't effing deliver a pizza, then go home. You know, go back to Wall Street. Go go to the private sector and go go fillet some billionaires if that's what you're doing. That's what you want to do. But the, we know the game um, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin are playing. It's, it's, this is a game. They don't give a shit. They don't care about voting. They want to get paid. They got theirs. They're fine. Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin just showed us that they don't give a shit about voting. Because if, if you can carve out an exception to the filibuster to pass money to 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 fund the Pentagon, right? To well, and also fund um, keep the government running. Then you could do it for voting, right? I mean, for to have a friggin' democracy to begin with. This the, I'm looking at a picture of Kristen Sinema. It's making me want to puke. Hold on, I'll show it to you. If I can find it, damn it. Why would I do that to you? I know. <laughs> Ew. Look at her. And she's in the front. Uh, you know why? Because they always put her there like, oh, here you go, Kristen Cinema. You, if you give her the attention she so desperately craves, maybe she won't murder democracy or the American middle class. Oh, my God. But the Democrats don't... It's not that, that they play rough do they even play they don't even play the game there's they're stupid well i don't know is it stupid no excuse me that's not they're not stupid they're they're craven <sighs> so uh, as david sorota wrote in october 
uh, Kristen Cinema and uh, wait, wait, wait. As millions of Americans are being cut off from jobless benefits, pulverized by health care costs, bankrupted by the COVID economy, and battered by the intensifying climate apocalypse, the country has spent weeks watching Mansion and uh, issue royal edicts from the deck of his luxury yacht and Kristen Cinema toggling between spa fundraisers and European vacations. I mean, nice work if you can get it, right, bitch? The Senate apparently has so little to do. It has time, you know, for confirmation hearings. And I mean, this is in October. For to deliver disgraced Chicago mayor turned Wall Street mogul Rahm Emanuel a cushy ambassadorship, an insulting spectacle scheduled on the seven-year anniversary of Rahm Emanuel's police force murdering the uh, you know the the teenager you know he don't, nobody wants to talk about Laquan McDonald. The inter wait 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 where is it the delay of an up and down. Senate vote on President Biden's agenda serves no one other than Cinema and Manchin and their corporate donors, of course, who want the bill gutted and killed. Every day, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer stalls in a vote, already a, a, a vote on an already scaled back bill. We've already compromised. This is compromised to death already. They already did the compromise the the haggling the deal making you know making deals everybody's making deals while we're on the menu um let's see already scaled back 3.5 trillion reconciliation bills senate democrats become more complicit in betrayal in the betrayal of their party's campaign promises the evisceration of the working class and the destruction of the climate. They can make a different choice and hold a vote right now. The Sunrise excuse me, the Sunrise Movement co-founder will wrong. Why can't I talk? Hold on. Stop. All right. Sometimes I have to have a strongly worded conversation with my mouth <laughs> and talk it into cooperating with my brain all right as sunrise movement co-founder will lawrence said put the bill on the floor load it up with extra investment for west virginia and arizona and dare them to vote it down hello hello mother effers but that's what but that's what republicans would do that's not what mansion and cinema want they and their corporate paymasters love the current slow walk. As the process drags out, the pair get to keep making ever-changing mercurial declarations about how parts of the legislation they, they and their donors dislike, and then they get to continue raking in the campaign cash from industries that would benefit from hollowing out all our every bill that we goddamn need. Meanwhile, Senate Democrats and the White House keep responding by promising to whittle down the legislation in the name, name of appeasement. Jesus Christ. To appease the wolf of West Virginia, David Sorota writes, and the Arizona attention freak. If this is a grand game of poker, both mansion and cinema 
have so far played their hands masterfully. Bluffing a six trillion proposal down to a four trillion proposal and then to a three point five trillion, then a one point nine trillion. Remember where it started? And potentially on its way to a two bucks and a used Casio wristwatch. Now they're doubling down on their strategies, expecting nobody in power to call and uh, make them show their cards. Cinema is again saying she won't even consider voting for the reconciliation bill unless the Republican-backed lobbyist sculpted infrastructure legislation she and Manchin negotiated passes first, which it did. At the same time, word leaked that Manchin wants the bill's major climate provisions watered down and or deleted. Then we learn that West Virginia Senator wants to subject the child tax credit to uh, work requirements. I hate them, ladies and gentlemen. And worse, more, more than that, the, the future uh, generations will hate them. Trust me. These people will go down in history as the fissured hemorrhoids that they are. They will. They're not going down in history as the heroes who saved the filibuster. They're going down in history as two self-serving scumbags. Disgraces. Self-serving, self-seeking, greed-centered attention whores. That's what they're going to be remembered as. And hopefully, they'll be out of the Senate. I don't know. Um, we need, well, not out of the Senate. Well, what, what we, well, fuck them. But we need to, we need to negate them by, I mean, uh, I hate even to say this, electing more Democrats. That's what it feels like. Is that the only option we have? What else? Anybody else have any other ideas? Then got to get more Democrats in there. And, well, it's not just Democrats. It's got to get actual Democrats, people who understand what we're up against and actually want to do something about it. Because whenever I say, well, we got to elect more Democrats, I feel like I feel like Lucy and the friggin' football. I feel, no, that's not Lucy. Charlie Brown. That's what I feel like. Because it's like, and then people are like, well, that's why Democratic Party is a lost cause and you got to go for the third party. But honey, by the time the third party is up to speed, it's over, honey. Why am I saying honey? I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Jim says there is no other option. And that's what they know. This is the problem. The Democrats know that. Well, Manchin and Cinema. that, oh, I hate her. Oh, she's the worst. Oh, he's the worst, too. But he is what he is. She's the worst because she's just doing this because he's, I mean, she's, see, she's an attention seeker. And she's, she doesn't bring anything to the table. She's a liar and a uh, self-serving chameleon who will die. I mean, I don't know why she didn't figure out long ago that 
the money's in conservatism. It's not in liberalism. So why why did you pretend to be a Green Party activist? And oh, is that the oh because you're bisexual? That's right. Fucking stupid idiot. Oh my god. Even that is so annoying to me. <laughs> Not that I don't, you know, bisexuals exist, but she's, she, uh, to me, she's, she's just an attention seeker and she thinks that makes her interesting somehow, you know? Like, oh, I'm a, I, I'm diverse. My eyeglasses are crooked. Oh, I have crooked ears. That's the problem. That's why I always, whatever. I'm very body dysmorphic tonight. I don't know. All right. Well, David Sirota continues. Um, considering that the existing tax, the, the existing child tax credit, it, it's already been uh, noted as successful. Child tax credit lifted $3 million kids out of poverty since July. I mean, hello. And Joe Manchin wants to get rid of it. Manchin's latter demand is not even pretending to be a serious policy. It's quite obviously a a statistic. Why can't I talk? A sadistic idea deliberately crafted to inflict harm. Of course, when you give something or you finally give, throw a lifeline to this friggin' this dwindling, struggling, working poor, the dwindling middle class. And now here comes Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. They go, eh, bing, sorry. My, my big money donors on, the, on my yacht. Remember that when I was recorded saying, hey, give my pal a job and it'll change his vote. Um... Yeah, they want that. They, they, they want that money for them so they can put in their bank accounts and um, that's it. And then they can have parties with lobbyists and invite all of, invite Kristen Cinnamon, Joe Manchin. Oh, it's going to be, they're going to be wonderful, wonderful fun for them. The rest of us, we can go fucking die, but whatever. Um, it's okay. If you're in, if you're rich and in the in and you're not in a targeted minority minority group, you're gonna be fine in fascism. You're gonna do just fine. Just don't go out of your gated community. That's the way it is in countries that that fail. Well, I told you that story. A friend of mine, he married a, a woman from Pakistan, and they and her family's in Pakistan, and she comes from a very wealthy family in Pakistan. And he explained to me that they don't, the, that the wealthy in Pakistan, they don't follow the rules. They, they live in their gated communities and they go from gated community to gated community. And when he goes to Pakistan to see with his wife, to see his wife's family, his wife doesn't wear hijab or anything when they're in their, their little rich compounds it's like a whole new world a whole different world the rules are for the dupes outside the then it's really a means to control them and that's really what they're setting up here the conservative dreamland is pakistan 
except their version would have more Jesus, right? Of course. And really, because no taxes on the rich, the military is supreme and can do no wrong. In fact, I mean, the taxes, if you pay taxes, it goes to the military. There are no social services. There's no government schools, how Republicans say. You know, they call it government schools. Everything that is needed for a democracy to function, they rail against and hate. So what does that say? They're not, they're fundamentally an anti-democratic ideology. It is. It's, there. That, that is it. It's just the facts, man. Hold on. Oh, what was I looking for? Oh, here. That's me. Okay. Where is it? All right. As grotesque as they are, and that is the appropriate term for them, the gambits from Cinnamon Mansion do at least give us a glimpse of their overall strategy. The pair is not only wagering that the House Progressive Caucus will ultimately bail on their No Climate, No Deal pledge to hold out, but also that Democratic leaders will capitulate on anything and everything. Of course they will. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because the Democrats, the, the corporate lickspittles, who run the Democratic Party will say, where are they going to go? Where are those progressives going to go? They got nowhere else. And this is why, why we're in this boat. Because all the while, while they sold this country piecemeal, bit by bit to Wall Street, they've been telling us, where are you going to go? When they destroyed the unions, where are you going to go? When they uh, what, uh, said error of big government is... When they adopted every goddamn Republican frame like about big government, what the fuck is that? When Democrat, I mean, when Republicans say they, they, they hate government, they, what they mean is they hate democracy. Because what else? What, what did the founders do? They rebelled to create a government, a, a, a better government in their view, a representative government, self-government, governance or whatever, where th that was, I mean, it's, I cannot stress how absolutely radical that was and progressive in a world of monarchies and aristocracies, intergenerational aristocracy that went back thousands of years. It's how radical it is to overthrow that system of government and install a republic. That is just incredible. And also, um, you know, not conservative in any way, shape, or form, so... No wonder Republicans hate it. They hate America. They always have. If this were the time of the revolution, they'd be the loyalists. And this is one thing that the American people don't even know, their own history. They think that everybody's like, okay, revolution, 4th of July, ping, 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 here's some fireworks, yay, freedom. It's not, it's not the way it went. 
the American Revolution was more of, it was really another civil war between Americans who, who wanted to remain with England and others who wanted to leave. And it, there were pro-monarchist militias that were made up of by, uh, by, by American-born, you know, British Americans, they called themselves. So, come on. It was, you think that we can't agree on anything now. Do you think back then they could, that, that people could agree on overthrowing a government that had been in place for thousands of years? Forget about it. So, and, you know, I hate them. <laughs> I hate Republicans because, I don't know, did you see Jim Jordan? Well, besides Jim Jordan, they, it's not just, I don't hate them just for Jim Jordan. <laughs> I hate Republicans. Why? Have you seen Jim Jordan? <laughs> really, that should be enough for for everybody, but clearly it's not. But here, let me play Jim Jordan on the floor of the House, whining about how Mark Meadows is a good man. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Democrats prevent Republicans from serving on the Select Committee. Democrats. That's a lie. Kick Republicans off Standing Committee. That's Democrats a lie. Make D.C. a state. Demo well, that's true. But there's nothing wrong with that. Let's try to end the filibuster. They try. Yeah. Okay. Pack the court. No, that's what you did. We're trying to save the courts from you. They do secret impeachment hearings in the. No, no, no. In the basement of the Capitol. No, he's referring to that stunt. Remember, they all went down into the basement of the Capitol because they were discussing Trump's illegal phone call with the, you know, bribing, using taxpayer money to. Um, strong arm a foreign leader into announcing in a, an investigation in, into a political rival. And they were in the secure location. And remember, the Republicans busted in with their phones for a photo op. Anyway. He's talking, this is Jim Jordan talking about um, how, how victimized Republicans are. Just said a naval veteran is afraid of the truth, and now today. Oh, oh, naval veterans can never be afraid of the truth? You mean veterans are perfect and never wrong, is that it? Okay, great. Thank you for letting me share, because obviously um, Jim Jordan, if he should just watch the show, because, um, you know, I'm a veteran, so doesn't, I, I, I hate that shit. I really do. A veteran, no less, says they said a veteran is afraid of the truth. So what? A veteran, a veteran, because veterans are perfect, right? And never do anything wrong. They're always 100% dedicated to the truth, justice in the American way. Never saying, never telling a lie, never... Never hard or strong word. Look at this. First of all, look at Marjorie Taylor Greene behind him. She loves sitting in that seat because it's right on the C-SPAN camera all the time. And she she just loves. Talk about attention whores. Oh, my God. Now today they are destroying executive privilege. Oh, you know <laughs> State Supreme Court held those who assist the president must be free to explore alternatives in the process of shaping policies and making decisions and to do so. Isn't it funny how 
He's always so outraged. Opponents. Political group can write the White House asking the Department of Justice to use the Patriot Act against moms and dads. And five days later, the Attorney wow. General of the United States does just that. Then what do you think he's going to do when 225 Democrats in the House of Representatives ask him to put President Trump's chief of staff in prison? This is. <laughs> I've been in Congress a while, 15 years. Oh, that's a. I've seen Democrats shame. weaponize the government to attack their political opponents. Ten years ago, they used the IRS to target good people around this country. That good is conservative another people. lie. There's five such years ago, they fucking used the, liars. They used the FBI to spy on, abuse the FISA process, used the FBI to spy on President Trump's campaign. Two months ago, oh my God! Two months ago, it was the Department of Justice using the Counterterrorism Division at the FBI to put a threat tag, a label, a designation on parents who had the gall to go speak up at a school board me uh, meetings and defend no, their not kids. No, not parents, Nazis. Speak out against some crazy curriculum. And crazy now, curriculum. <laughs> now they're destroying executive privilege. Oh, now they're attacking that. God. And Why this don't you might succeed? be the worst. Why don't you Destroying succeed? a president that has been around since George Washington. Oh, you know George Washington. Honey, you, you are no George Washington. I know George Washington. He's a friend of mine. You're no George Washington. I love the way these fuckers bring up. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I, I'm cursing. I don't mean it. Please forgive me. YouTube. I'll try to be, do better. And um, they're always quoting the founders. Talking about George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. They're always loving on the founders, but they don't know anything about the founding of this country. That's what makes me want to want to uh, legally and peacefully object to them. And uh, they hate George Washington. Here's the thing about George Washington. I mean, yes, hypocrite, slave owner, we know that. But the other thing is, I mean, he, he f we were talking about this the other day, how he, as the, fe the first president... He, there was no model for him to follow, so he had to set the agenda, and he understood that he was, that how important that role was for him to set the standard. And because we had rebelled against the intergenerational aristocracy, monarchy, and there was such a separation between the people and the government, and that, and the people, the Irish people, and their leaders and ru rulers more appropriately, Washington would every day at the same time leave his office in the White House or wherever. I'm not sure where it was at the time. It wasn't the White House, of course. It, um, but he would leave his office to go and set his clock on the public street to the clock at, in the, some church tower or something. And he did that deliberately to show, to make himself shown to the people and walk among the people and show them I'm just like you look I'm setting my watch and I'm going back to work and people would talk with him and because that it was just radical I mean we even had I think it was um John Adams had proposed calling the president your majesty or his majesty or whatever the hell and of course that was 
knocked down because we're trying to get away from that shit. But it was so ingrained. That just goes to show you how people just expected that kind of reverence for their for their rulers. Or And in this sense, the American people weren't being ruled. They were choosing their representatives. And that was incredibly... That was incredibly radical. And also, it's freedom. It's the definition of freedom, which is why when George Washington in the revolution um, mandated the vaccine, the smallpox vaccine, at a time when vaccines were administered by cutting you with an infected knife, cutting your skin with an infected knife, and and we and you were getting sick. You were gonna get sick. Everybody got sick. Some people even died from the vaccine, and it was mandated. Nobody rebelled about uh, talking about tyranny. This is tyranny, because they had picked. They were fighting for freedom. They they picked their representatives. So that's freedom. You don't like it? Then next time, next election. Pick some new elect uh, uh, representatives, right? That's the way it's supposed to work. But the way the Republicans are setting it up, what they're doing, and the Democrats, like Manchin and Cinema, are letting them get away with it. They're setting it up so elections are incidental. They will determine who <laughs> who wins. This is just, it's just like in Russia. They go to vote in Russia. You know, just so funny. Funny how Putin always wins. That's what the Republicans are doing here. And you better believe it. What do you think they're doing when they're flying all around the globe, meeting with autocrats and dictators in secret, too? Right? What are, you, are they talking about making the world safe for democracy? They talking about mom and apple pie. Jesus Christ. And treating Mark Meadows as a criminal. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene and her Meadow. editorial <laughs> commentator. Yes, it's terrible. I'm shaking my head, but you, you should see my toes right now. They're curled up. My two fat toes look that look like the eyes of a hammerhead shark. I think deep down, everyone knows it. No. I think they know it as well. That what? Mark Meadows is a good man? Is that what he said? And right. this might be the worst. Destroying a precedent that has been around since oh. George Washington and treating Mark Meadows oh. as a criminal. Is that a precedent that's been around since George Washington, treating Mark Meadows as a criminal? <laughs> Please. What are they? These people are fucked up. Okay. That's that's my scintillating commentary. <laughs> they are they're they're effed. Mark Meadows is our former colleague. Oh, he you. is a good man. No, he's not. And he is my friend. And no are you. Yeah, this well, is this take, is as wrong as it gets. No people by and the I company they down, keep. Everyone knows it. I think they know it as well. No. They no. know this is wrong. We've all served with this guy. He is co-sponsored. He's done more work with Democrats than probably any Republican. Oh, my goodness. We all know what a good man he is. And this is as wrong as it gets. You all know is it. Is it as wrong as... But your, your lust for power, your lust to get your opponents is so intense, 
You don't care. I hope you reconsider. I hope we don't take this action. Yes, lust for power, like when you lose an election and then you go around with a PowerPoint telling everybody this is how we're going to cheat and overthrow the will of the American people. And um, this is as wrong as it gets. I don't know. I kind of think that enabling child molestation in the showers um, of your wherever the hell, yeah, where you were in charge, Jim. That's a little. That's I think that's a little bit um, wronger. <laughs> Ugh. He's a good man. No. And he's my friend. Well, he's a traitor. And so are you. And you know what? You're the domestic enemies that the founders warned us about. Well, Liz Cheney spoke after um, Jim Jordan's meltdown. Hold on a sec. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. All right, here's here's Liz Cheney in response to Jim Jim Jordan, and that's G Y M Jordan's little whiny. He's a good man. Right. Okay. Um, in light of some of the um, charges that my colleague from Ohio just made, which are flat false. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's how you Mr. Meadows refused to show up for his deposition. Yep. The committee scheduled a deposition after extensive coordination with Mr. Meadows at a day that he chose. That he- Except, don't worry, they won't hear any of this on Fox News. They'll just hear Jim Jordan's little tirade. They won't hear the truth. Don't worry about it. So fascism, keep on going, right? Elected, and then he refused to show up. And he refused to show up to testify about non-privileged questions. So my colleague from Ohio can talk uh, as much as he'd like about executive privilege and about George Washington and about the extent to which it's, it's crucial for the survival of the republic, with which I agree. But we are talking here about testimony about non-privileged materials. Secondly, Madam Speaker, I would say that we all on this side of the aisle used to be Uh, in agreement about what had happened on January 6th. There was a brief period of time, days perhaps, when we were in agreement. Standing perhaps at this microphone, the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, said this on January 13th. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Unfortunately, Mr. McCarthy's position changed on this issue. Ms. McCarthy then worked against, voted against the resolution that would have created a bipartisan commission to investigate these matters, and he withdrew his nominees to this committee. Let me say that again. He withdrew his nominees to this committee. This committee is engaged in critical investigative and legislative activity for which there is no greater purpose in terms of Congress's responsibility, no matter what my colleague on the other side may claim in terms of Mr. Meadows. 
Uh, and now, Madam Speaker, I would like to yield three minutes to the gentleman from California, well, Mr. Do you Aguilar. notice how calm she is? I mean, not a big Liz Cheney fan, of course, but it's it's interesting to to note the two, the, just the two tactics, the constant railing and whining that and pounding the table that the Republicans do, and then you know, well, obviously uh, Liz Cheney is not a Republican, but she's. You don't have the the truth doesn't need um, all the drama. You know what I mean? That that these pricks bring. All right, hold on. I'm gonna, you know what? You know who's on the phone? Mark. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hey, Sarah. Oh my God, are you there? I'm so sorry, Mark. This I'm, is no, this it's is all good. <laughs> you're I've been watching the show. Ah, uh, you're so sweet. This is Mark Middlestat, and he's our millennial correspondent and creator of Shaping Progress. And the Shaping Progress is what you want to explain, um, Mark? Please. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shaping Progress is um, it's going to be kind of an association, so you'll be able to join it like any other group. Um, and we're going to have events on progressive issues like you've been talking about, have discussions, and um, and then we'll also, well, it'll be a regular podcast. So it's mm-hmm. starting in January, and you're coming on. Yes. So excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have a number of really good guests lined up. Cool. Uh, but I've been hoping to do it this year, um, the podcast, and I've had some health issues. So oh, no. now I'm finally back into the swing of it. What, ha- yeah. what Are you okay? I didn't know you were sick. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm okay. I, I. To be completely honest, I was smoking so much weed uh, oh. because of all of this stuff that's yeah. been going on that I actually made myself allergic to it. Oh wow! Um, Jesus. Yeah. That's what happened. Which, you know, I. So it, it. It's called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome, mm. and uh, it, you you get nauseous all the time. So I was just I was nauseous like day in and day out. Oh no! Uh, and the the only way to stop it is to actually stop smoking, which I didn't do for a long time. Oh, it was just wow. making it worse. Hmm. Um, yeah, but now I've stopped it. Wow. Now, now I wonder if, fact, yeah, I never heard of that. I just, I, when I was yeah. young and I, I used to do drugs, you know, I, I'm in recovery. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows that I talk about it, but I'm just saying when I was young, I used to smoke a lot of pot and, um, I yeah. got to a point where I, I couldn't smoke pot anymore because it made me incredibly paranoid all the time like whenever i smoked yeah. it and i just wondered if maybe that was something i don't know you know maybe oh, yeah, i smoked yeah, too no, much <laughs> yeah that was that was happening too i mean um and also i i was hoping to talk to you about that in january uh, on the podcast and stuff if you'd be willing um because i my my aunt was also uh she she was a meth addict for a long mm, time, mm-hmm. um, and she, uh, as soon as I was telling her about it, she was like, "Oh, you should go to NA meetings." Uh, and so now I've been—I uh, I haven't actually gone to one yet, but I've been planning to to go and, to uh, NA. Planning to do that regularly. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. There's some groups uh, in the area that are just oh. for weed and stuff, but I, I also want to go to some regular ones. Wow. And I've, I read the basic text, and uh, all of that what? stuff has been. Now, you know, it's a one day at a time thing. It makes a lot more sense. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're speaking my <laughs> language. <laughs> wow, yeah. Mark. That's amazing. Congratulations. And I hope you can. You yeah. feel free to reach out anytime and, you know, talk. Absolutely. Whenever. Yeah. Thank you. 
and yeah because honestly just you're uh, getting clean young you have your whole life ahead of you and you and yeah yeah, and this opens up so much this will open your whole world up really oh yeah yeah i it already has been so far um i i mean so many of those things that i was reading in the basic text are just so relevant and it's like you know it's also hard to voice but uh, i i noticed that it's not just like physical drugs it's also social media and mm, all of that kind of stuff that's and, right you know well all, it's just, all these emotions too so oh my yeah. god you're so i mean it's so true it's because i i lately i let me just say i've i think i've been sharing about it somewhat on the show I've I've been watching I, I have to stop I've been watching these like serial killer shows I think I should I, I, I talked to yeah. you about it or talked to the audience about it because it's not yeah. good it's not good like I watched a Ted yeah. Bundy show that was on Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever and then I it just started watching more like you know watch this watch that you know how it comes up in your queue yeah and I yeah, it's crazy yeah I, it's just, I know so many people who are watching those now it's like mm. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I totally get it. And it's like so interesting, but also like I, right. I have to wonder, you know, it's it's also a uh, a way of coping and stuff with mm. all the other violent things that we see that we can't actually. That's right. You know, but it makes me or, very. It makes me. Um, it gives me a lot of anxiety. It's not good for me because yeah. I. Yeah. I feel like um, it, you know it's bad enough with the with these right wingers that get me yeah. all twisted and then something like that i i start feeling like the world is you know um filled with so many horrible people and all this and that's what and i got i get very anxious about it so it's not good I, i'm really susceptible to to uh, to that kind of energy where it i realized when i first got clean back years ago was that i had to uh, like what what's the word to actively um yeah, whatever I ingested, even if it was movies, music, it had to be somewhat life affirming in a way. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I yeah. was, I was, I was done. Wait, hold on a second. Be right back. So I couldn't watch anything that was like I couldn't watch horror movies because that would yeah. make me upset. I don't know. Whatever. I hope I'm making sense yeah, no. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, yeah. I. I have recently just put out a um, an article on my on the blog at jointshapeandprogress.org uh, slash blog, and um, it I'm, I kind of talk about lots of those uh, things, and I also I've been you know I going through all of this uh, it was really getting to me, and the reason that I was smoking in the first place is it was all of this political mm. stuff really mm-hmm. gets to me, and yep. all of the the family dynamics and mm. the community dynamics. Yeah. And uh, I, I one of the things that was really starting to help was I was watching, and it, this was partially because of you, because you talk about your Buddhism uh, mm-hmm. frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was touching, I was watching the uh, live streams for the Dalai Lama, oh. and uh, you know it's so relevant, so many of the things mm-hmm. it's often through translation. But what I'll say, um, and it's all tolerance and uh, love and that kind right. of thing, and uh, it really makes me realize like it's totally a choice between. Mm whether we want to digest things about fear and digest things right. about love or uh, right. peace. And so I think even though often we're, we're kind of presenting these political ideas in stressful ways, it's 
definitely more of a uh, a movement towards love and acceptance. And it is. obviously what you do with pointing out the fascism and the uh, mm. the problems we have in the government, it's like these people are making the total opposite choice. So even just the fact that they're, the people we're watching now and uh, the people who are involved with the stuff that we're doing are just so light years beyond that. Right. Uh, I think it's really important to recognize. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think that as progressive, I mean, just the, the name as the name implies where we're making progress, like your show, Shaping Progress, but yeah. where we, that's, we are the ones who lead the way. We're on the vanguard. Yes. We're the ones that we're on the know, right side of decency and yes. dignity and democracy. And yeah. yeah. And that's Absolutely. it. I mean, that's how you have to yeah. gauge it. Is this on the right <laughs> side of decency? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if we know basic fairness and basic, um, well, just basic fairness in general and what the promoting the general welfare is, we know that we're getting the wrong, the short end of the stick here. And yeah, the thing is that it's the promises. We've been taught that this, you know, is supposed to be a certain way and then it's, it's twisted. And it's manipulated, yeah. and there, you know, we have the, there. There's the problem. Um, the mm-hmm. the whole Fox News um, seeding the country with all of the the lies. But the good thing, so Mark is a you know Mark is a young man, and uh, the the thing um, I I wonder uh, you, with your generation, you guys don't watch Fox News. None of your peers. <laughs> No. watch cable I right mean, <laughs> no i i what i the only real interactions i notice um with that kind of with that kind of prog- uh, conservative um rather pr- uh politics i see like there are lots of people uh in my generation who their parents or their grandparents who live with them or whatever it might mm. be will have fox news on I in the see. living room or they uh they get in they fall down the prager you rabbit hole or whatever whatever those uh, younger organizations are. And the thing I noticed that all of us have in common, because this goes back to the reframing you were talking about, what we have to do, um, even the people who are getting into this terribly fascist uh, conservative ideology are still doing it because they want things to be better. Right. And they want, you know, it's just a very twisted way that they've framed it. Yes. So uh, what we need to do is instead of, you know, only because we, we need to bash some of these people, but mm-hmm. instead of bashing all of them, I mean, we need to really reach out to right. the rest of those younger mm. people, especially, but even the middle aged people who can make a difference and do have those morals still intact, right? And aren't just lying through their teeth. So, well, yeah. yeah, and that's I think you know what we're what we're trying to do with uh, what we're doing on the show here to get the yeah. word out. And because I, I do, mm-hmm. you know, um, we are up against the giant conglomerate and the the good news, yeah. though, I mean, I, I just wonder, though, if it'll last like last week with Fox News really being exposed for the propaganda outlet that it is. I just mm-hmm. wonder if that's going to stick, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think the, 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 the articles that I was seeing and the shows that I was seeing about all that deception uh, are going to stick when they're framed in these lights that we're talking about, where Mm. it's like, look, now these people aren't necessarily bad, but they're so misled. It's true. These people that are misleading them are so nefarious that uh, 
we really have to, uh, like I, I always notice when you're getting more discouraged and stuff. And I, mm. I think <laughs> it's really important. Every, every inch of progress that we can make every right. tiny amount of, pro- so and, you know, we're not just making tiny amounts of progress. Mm. We're making many small amounts of progress. You're uh, right. You're right. Important to hold on to. And wow. Not give up on, yeah. Isn't he amazing? Everyone. I mean, I'm like, hello, wow. Mark, take it away. <laughs> Just like <laughs> no. we're talking to Mark Middlestad and he's a uh, well, the Tarabuster millennial correspondent and the creator of Shaping Progress is it sh- shaping progress dot org. So join yes, shaping join, progress. Join shaping yes, it's uh, the, yes. the URL is join shaping progress. And yes, that's where that's your your starting point. And yes. Mark is just, you know, he's he's like. I don't even know. You're, it's not even, you're, you're the one, you give me hope. My God, that's what it is. No, if there are mutual, (laughs) always mutual. I would not be, I would not have gotten into this kind of thing in the same way at all. If it weren't for you and I'm always the millennial correspondent first, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be also contributing and doing yes. the show too. And, and you wanted to, yeah. you were saying that you wanted to do like a a Discord voice thing? What, what is yes. that? Tell me about that. Yes. Or so tell the audience Discord, too. Yeah, and we could do it online eventually too, mm-hmm. but on your Discord, um, there are the voice channels. And I think we should plan uh, a weekly meetup for maybe an hour or something mm-hmm. uh, where we could all get on and yeah, talk just say, you check know, in talk and see each other. Yeah. how's it going yeah. you know well, yeah, that would what, be very what nice what can we do to, uh, to support to each further other all this stuff, so. what yeah, do you think exactly I love that I love that idea Mark and I love that you're the one who you know came up with it because <laughs> I don't maybe that means I don't have to do it personally like do we yes. organize I, something i can uh, run it for you yeah <laughs> that in on, itself you know. is like a christmas gift because <laughs> oh i don't have I, a lot of time i'll have a better I'll have more i know christmas gift. oh you're funny no you're you're just keep doing what you're doing that's a that's the christmas gift my friend for real so we're talking to mark middlestad and if you look in the description of the show the links to shaping progress are there so it's join shaping progress and start from there and um yeah Yeah. join us on discord too and we'll we'll have more we'll have more to say about that when we get closer to i guess um, new year or something we'll do it but yeah 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 that'll Uh, be fun the other the the other link um is join shaping progress.org slash show and there you can find the YouTube channel and some more information about the podcast and and send us a message and yeah all of that kind of stuff. Wow! So let me. Oh, look at you! I looked at your your your. You have a picture of me on your show. On your, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm blushing. All right. Well, join Shaping Progress, and you know what, Mark, you're you're incredible. It's uh, and tell me, me too, you're Sarah. you're in um you're in Oregon, right? Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. Yes, Oregon. Yeah. And how is yep. what's the situation there now? I know there was you, another time you yeah. called in that you were out there in the protests that were going on. Oh, yeah. So I'm still I'm still going every week, um, as much as I can every week. Um, there are a couple things going on in the Portland area this week, but. Uh, 
I mean, there's some really good organizing that's happening. There are people who are doing, uh, like this tomorrow, there's, or today actually, there's a show in, um, for, uh, maybe called Colin, or, uh, uh, Colin, uh, in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about Colin Kaepernick. Um, and, oh, wow. uh, that's there, cool. there, there's some good organizing, but there's also a lot of, uh, misinformation. I mean, they're really trying to paint Oregon as like, yeah, still in shambles mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's, it's beautiful in downtown. Don't believe them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's mostly what's going on in the rest of the country. I mean, with this, the absence of progressive politics and mutual mm-hmm. aid and community support, everyone, there are a lot of strikes going on over here. Yes. Um, but all of the corporations are digging their heels in and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to also have on as a guest on the show in January um, a lawyer. His name is Matt Schindler, um, and he is a federal lawyer. He's a public defender um, in federal cases. And I'm going to talk to him about uh, some of the surveillance that's going on wow. um, in, in Portland and in Oregon um, and uh, some other things. I'm going to talk to him about Julian Assange and Stephen Donziger right. and Supreme Court and all of that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wait, hold on a second, Mark. We'll be right back with Mark Middlestead. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you so much. And I just want to say before we keep going, hold on, hold on a second, Mark. Thank you, JLZJ, for your super chat. Good evening, Busters. Thank you so much for your show, Tara. Thank you. Thank you, JLZJ. And we're talking to Mark Middlestad, the founder of Shaping Progress. Join shapingprogress.org and also sign up for his, uh, well, his podcast. So just click the, if you look in the link, you can, if you go to Join Shaping Progress, all of the links are there. But make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when Mark goes live. And yeah. Meet and maybe I'll be on there too. Who knows, right? Yes, you will. <laughs> um, and I also want to say hello to everyone in the chat because I'm always I'm always there, always yes. saying hi to everybody. And it's good to I know most of the other people I don't get to hear their voices. Yes, back, but always good to see their chat. That's right, and we'll we'll hear each other's voices soon. That's for sure. Yes. So, all right, Mark, I'm going to uh, move on, but we'll talk later. No and uh, I all really right. really yes. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Tara. I'll talk to Have you later. Bye bye. That was the amazing Mark Middlestat, my my son from another lifetime. Maybe he's my. Maybe I'm his son. I don't know. You never know how things go. Maybe he's my mother from another lifetime. I do not know. But all I know is that there's more here than meets the eye. And that's the thing. When we talk about, this is, this is it. It really is about the meaning of life, right? What is the meaning of life? When we form government, so people, we are interdependent. We, we have to be amongst each other. Otherwise, we go crazy. Can't live with each other. Can't live without each other. But... That's the way we were created. If you believe in the giant sky spook, that's how the giant sky spook created us, that, so that we needed each other. Together, well, alone we could survive, together we could thrive and do such amazing things. So 
Hold on a second. So really, what is the meaning of life? This is what drives me crazy. The, the fact that the Democrats went home, leaving this work, says everything. That they, it doesn't seem like they realize the, the urgency of the moment. And the frustrating thing is that we can see it. We, we see it a mile away. They have to see it too. But they just don't care. It has to be. What is what other explanation explanation is there? So hold on a second. For example, here's another thing that needs to be done that the Democrats haven't done. D- Louis DeJoy. You want to, you want to, uh, right before Christmas, you know, you could set, you could mail something back in the day from, for, for my entire life. You could put a stamp on an envelope, send it across country. It'll get there in two days for 45 cents or less, whatever it was, depending on the year. But through all of, (laughs) through all of the changes, um, wars, 9-11, Never the the, the the post office slow down or was it hindered until Republicans. See, Republicans hate the post office like they hate democracy. The post office connects the every community in the country. They hate the community spirit. We have to have a community, right? We have to have, it connects everybody. We've talked about it before. The United States Post Office delivers mail to every single community in this country. Even the community of Native Americans that live on, in the, in the bottom of the Grand Canyon that is only accessible by a mule train. The United States Post Office goes there too. That's called civilization. And what are Republicans... See, they don't like that. They, they don't think anything is worth doing unless somebody can get rich off of somebody else's labor. Let's make that cl- cl- clarification. Because it's not just that people can get rich. It's that they get rich off of your back. That's what the Republicans do. Well, and conservatives of both stripes. It's enabling the 1% to get rich off of your labor, of every, everybody's labor. That, that's it. They don't, without pesky democracy getting in the way, without the pesky general welfare, you know? The only welfare that they want is corporate welfare. And, of course, uh, the, whatever, the latest war of corporate aggression du jour, whatever that might be, wherever. And as long as, you know, your taxpayer, your tax money goes to fund their misadventures all around the earth while they're destroying the earth. Because it doesn't seem like, um, you know, when we talk about the meaning of life, it's greed. That's it. How much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? Because this is what we have to 
do. We have to redefine we, greed, you know. Greed is, um, is a sickness. And there's more important things than lining the pockets of people like Elon Musk, who I hate. I hate him too. Yes, I know. As uh, Mark said, you know, I, I um, practice Buddhism. And yeah, I could be a better person. Imagine if I didn't practice, right? That's what I say to myself. If you think this is messed up, you should have seen me back then. Okay, so DeJoy, Louis DeJoy, nets a massive bonus amid mail delays and rampant wage theft. Can you fucking believe this? From truth out. Now, why didn't Joe Biden see? They, he started making moves. They started replacing the board of the Postal Service. Get rid of him. This should have been on day goddamn two, if not day one. The U.S. Postal Service paid its top executives more in bonuses and perks last year than any other point in the past decade. Could that have anything to do with the fact that Louis DeJoy is squatting in the catbird seat of power there? Of course so. Because that's it. That's what Republicans do. They're a mob. It's like Tony Soprano going in and doing whatever they do. You know, we, we, you saw the Sopranos when they went in and they would take over a business. And they just gut it. They shell it out. They hollow it out. And they parasites just carrying. That's it. They're just parasites. And all that matters to Louis DeJoy and the rest of the fascist Republican Party is money, money and power. Jesus Christ. Postal Service paid its top executives more in bonuses and perks last year than at any other point in the past decade, adding up to 370622 in extra income, extra, for the Effin Lewis DeJoy, who is um, I, an heir to Ben Franklin, this prick. See, the post office is older than the United States itself. And, you know, it's in the Constitution. Republicans hate it. Of course. Why would the founders do that? So they rebel? So they, Well, they're trying to set up a government. Why would the f first thing they do is... Why, why is it... Let's uh, set up a postal service. Because it's, it's a foundational institution. It's a... The in infrastructure of democracy. We're building the infrastructure of democracy and freedom. And, and that's how we have to frame it. When we talk about progressive policies, we're not talking about, it's not about liberal, the liberal agenda. This is the American agenda. It has to be framed that way. Stop quoting Reagan. Stop um, saying um, Republicans, the American people need a strong Republican party. They've done so much good. Enough is enough. This is Tara Devlin, and this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Come on over to YouTube.com slash C for Tara. 
I mean, Seafood Channel <laughs> slash Terror Busters to hear the rest of the show or on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, FYINation.com, Verdant Square Radio, Rockfin.com. We stick together. We win. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. And I will see you soon. Become a patron at patreon.com. All right. That patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. See you soon. All right. We'll keep it. That's all right. Back to Louis DeJoy. DeJoy got a $75,000 performance bonus. Can you believe this? So the Postal Service is being gutted from the inside. And service is down. You... It now takes, how many days now? I'm hearing different reports. Five to eight days, yes, to go across the country. Instead of three. Two to three, now it's five to eight. Thanks, Republicans. Because everything they touch, they destroy. And that's on purpose. It's not, some of it is not just because they suck. They're, uh, of course they do, and they're lazy. They don't want to work. They want to rig the game. And But they're, this is, you know, they're doing it to destroy democracy and that's the game and all you have to do is notice just look at what they've been doing what they've been up to when you attack um let's say for example republicans which when we were, we were talking about public schools they hate public schools but public schools are a a, a, uh, ne- they're necessary. They are an ingredient to freedom. Yeah. And democracy. It's an ingredient of the infrastructure. It's part of the infrastructure of freedom. That's how we have to frame it. Remember when Poppy was on the show a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about that? That's, let's hold on to that. The infrastructure of freedom. I think that's, that's a good one. And, but that's it. That's what a post office is. It's part of the infrastructure of freedom. That's what public schools are. So when Republicans, this is why Democrats suck, when Republicans start attacking government schools, the Democrats, instead of backpedaling and saying, sure, I'm all about freedom to go to your home school where you teach that Jesus rode a dinosaur, Sure, because that's equal to an actual education, right? Sure, I'm all for it. And uh, that's what the, the Democrats do. But what they should do is say a public education uh, is part of the infrastructure of freedom. And don't apologize. The founding fathers knew this. They knew that they, education, we needed an educated populace. Isn't this what they spoke about? The, the population needed to be informed so they could participate in the civic life. See, gone were the days of being lorded over and ruled and being told. You now had a, had a voice. You could vote for which which direction you wanted you hoped and wanted your representative to take take your policies $75,000 performance bonus for Louis DeJoy for fucking shit up
anybody hey would you um at your place of employment would you, let's say you um f things up if you slowed down production over 50 percent oh maybe no he slowed down production he slowed down delivery over a hundred percent he doubled it and then some and he gets a perk and that's our well no it's not our money that's the money that the every see the post office is self-sustaining and it it sustains itself by uh, stamps selling stamps and um yeah but lewis DeJoy, seventy-five thousand dollars for doing for doing worse than nothing you know that's a republican way that's that's the republican way grift steal rig gerrymander and make sure you line your pockets bubu and you want to see another picture that makes you want to go incredible hulk ha 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 yes it's good to be one of the kings it's good to be a rich sociopath that doesn't give a shit about anybody else or have any any allegiance to the country, to the founders, to history, to the future, to your to the to the future inhabitants of Earth. No, you don't have any obligation to them. You just have obligation to line your grifter pockets with more money. That's how special you are. Aren't they disgusting? And it makes you think, you know, when they talk about George Washington, think, think about George Washington. He had the opportunity to be king. They offered him the king, be a king. Yeah, let's, let's do this thing. And he said, he turned it down. No, numerous times. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing kings. This ain't about kings no more. I'm sure he's, he's he talked better than that. But what, what what would happen if they offered Donald Trump the kingship? Of course, he. This is this is what they're doing. Republicans are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. All we have to do, all you have to do, look at the fact that. Uh, the Republicans, well, what, where, where is this? The Republicans on, um, what is it? Um, f- not in Russia. The Republicans are being praised on, in Russian media. They are dissecting Tucker Carlson clips and playing them again and again and, and agree. Well, cause Tucker Carlson agrees with Putin, and he never misses the opportunity to say it. And the uh, Newsmax just released a um, a magazine, Putin the Great. Are these people that that they're not? They're not even trying to hide it anymore. That they're traitors. They're fucking traitors, guys. They hate democracy, and they love autocracy. And not, it's, it's worse than that. 
it's not just that they hate it and they they hate this and love that they're actively destroying our democracy that we work so hard and uh, so many others work so and gave their lives for to create and entrust to us it's it's beyond um, repugnant what these pricks are up to. But all over on, uh, where is this? Yeah, I have some of it, do I? Hmm, no, maybe not. Oh, wait, I have this. I have a clip from CNN. Hold on a second. Let's see if this can play. Look, this is all from Tuck. I mean, uh, it's from Tucker Carlson, but it's this is their um, the Russian state media. Let's see. Or Raskin, or Yates, or. Oh. Damn it! He explains, but it's his defense of Russia's threat against Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's too low. Sorry, it won't be. I won't be able to play it, but you get the gist, and you've probably seen the clips anyway. But that's what's happening on Russian TV. They're praising Tucker Carlson and they're um, eviscerating, of course, Joe Biden. We're doing that here too, but not quite. Not quite eviscerating. It's just it's disappointing, and also alarming. Like here, here's Kamala Harris, VP Harris. She's getting upset. Andrea, did Joe mention a Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, no, sometimes. no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Well, I love the outrage. I, I keep it going. That's great. We need that. But let's point it where it belongs put that outrage not at your base and this is what the democrats are really good at going after their base and getting all indignant and showing some passion how about you show that passion when you're saving democracy because you're telling us that this is an existential threat that they're they are attacking voting they're gerrymandering they're rigging they're kicking people off the rolls they're it's they're cheating you're telling us this and then you go home the president and the vice president you don't think they had maybe they don't maybe they don't have the power to tell chuck schumer and nancy pelosi no you're not going home for christmas this year you're not going home for New Year's. You're going to work. You will be working all through the holidays until we pass this bill. Because I promised the American people a Christmas present. I promised that they would join the rest of the world and have even this paltry few weeks off if they get sick or need to take care of a loved one who's sick. I mean, this country is so abhorrent and so inhumane they want you to work and work and work like an expendable pawn but they don't give you anything they don't give you any uh they don't help in any way it's all up to you 
right? If you get sick, oh well. Wouldn't you think that a that a country that was trying to encourage, you know, families and love and working, well, why wouldn't, why would they, um, you know, be so opposed to helping people, helping working people get a, you know, have, have a place to drop their kids off so they can go to work? Or if, when, People get sick because that's the nature of human. Being a human means you're going to get sick. Something's going to get you. Uh, Me, too. Even me. (laughs) Believe it or not. And here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, oh, well. Go die. Oh, you're you're not able to work anymore? You're a useless eater and you must be... um, you know, you're lazy, you're a taker. This is fascism. That's fascism right there. That kind of inhumanity. Now, you look on, you look at all the countries that are continuously, routinely assess, assessing themselves as the happiest people. All of the democratic socialist countries that, you know, people pay higher taxes. We, I pay, well, we all pay most of the... Working people pay around a 35% rate. That's basically the, you know, your, your, um, if you work for a living. If you sit around and wait for a check to come inflate you, um, you pay like a two point something percent, right? It's, it's absolutely rigged. But here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, when they talk about families and, you know, how we're driven here. This is what we keep hearing, how we, we love working here. The United States, that's us. We work, we work, work, work. But they don't... Well, it's uh, inhumane. And also, like I said, what's the meaning of life? Is it to just to make some rich people richer to allow Bezos to go jerk off in space? That's the meaning of life? No. The founders understood this. Look, I know. I mean, putting aside the whole hypocrisy of them enslaving, not giving a shit. Well, there you go. There you go. That's how hard it is to have a functioning democratic republic. Even those who (laughs) trying to put it together thinking they're they're fighting for freedom and liberty and all this. And actually, simultaneously holding other human beings in, in bondage. But we're all fucked up. That's human beings for you. Human beings. That's what I used to think it was. Human beings. <laughs> when I was a kid, you probably thought that too. I really did. I thought it was human beings. I'm a human being. That's what I used to think. It's human beings. Yeah, but I love when, you know, um, Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden both get, their, get up there and bl- start blaming Republicans for themselves. It's not the Republicans. You, you. You fight. Why don't you fight? The American people, uh, or just people in general, they like people who fight. 
who fight for their convictions. But you, it doesn't seem like you have any goddamn convictions. When you tell us that we're in an existential crisis for our lives, the, for democracy, and our president that we voted in, into office who received the most votes to enact his agenda... It promised us that he was going to pass this um, historic legislation, and then they go f off home for Christmas. Um, bad. It's a bad, bad move. What? What would it take? If you're fighting for your life, why are you going home for Christmas? You know. I mean, when we all heard about well, I mean, in war. We heard about the Christmas truce, remember, in World War One. They didn't get to go home. They had to. They still had to s- s- sit in the f- trenches. Why are you going home? Unbelievable. Well, Bernie Sanders says that I. Well, he he ripped into Mansion and Cinema for betraying. America. With Democrats' Build Back Better package hanging in the balance, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont on Thursday called out fellow Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema for acting like Republicans as they continue to withhold support for, for from their party's popular legislative agenda. This is from Jake Johnson from Common Dreams. And Bernie says, you got 50 people in the Republican caucus, Sanders said. Um, said that Sanders said in an appearance on MSNBC on Thursday night amid reports that the Senate GOP is watching from the sidelines with glee quote unquote as build back better falters (laughs) when Republicans are happy you better believe the American people are suffering you ever notice that when Republicans lose the American people win. When they win, the American people lose. Like with their their tax scan, everything, anything that they touch. Like even the fact that we have to F with this voting shit now. That's because of John Roberts. The illegitimate John Roberts appointed by the illegitimate George W. Bush, who received fewer votes and was installed by the Supreme Court, despite receiving fewer votes and despite losing, you know, lose. He actually lost the Electoral College as well. Sanders, who helped craft the original three point five trillion dollar Build Back Better plan, has since been slashed in half by these corporate pricks said that while he respects the alternative viewpoint of his colleagues, I do not respect the arrogance of any member of the Senate who says, you know what, I'm, gonna to- I'm going to torpedo this entire bill, which the Vermont senator noted is popular with the U.S. public, including 89% of Democrats. You got two people who say, you know what? If you don't do it my way, I don't care what the president says. I don't care what 48 of my colleagues want. It's my way or the highway, Sanders said. And that I regard as arrogance. You fight for your ideas, but you don't say my way or the highway. 
And you notice how the mainstream media does it again. They always, they do this to progressives. Will the progressives stand in the way of Biden's agenda? That's what we're going to hear. How long is it going to take for the mainstream media? Once Mansion and Cinema are done, well, they will never be done. It will somehow, it'll be interesting to watch the mainstream media blame this on progressives. Manchin, who for months has been one of the chief obstacles to passage of the Build Back Better Act, threatened to derail the package once again. Behind closed doors, he said that Democrats zero out... Wait, 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 this week, demanding... Oh, yeah, yeah, this is what he did. He demanded behind closed doors that Democrats zero out the expanded child tax credit. Fucking bastard. Which will lapse if Democrats don't approve this reconciliation package before the end of the year? Well, fucking Democrats blew it again. The Center on Budget and Policy Priorities noted in a recent analysis that Democrats' program increased the child tax credit for more than 65 million U.S. children, roughly 90%. An estimated 9.9 million children are at risk of slipping back below the poverty line that they were just pulled out of because of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, the bisexual. She's bisexual, everybody. Isn't that fascinating and interesting? She's such a minority. She really knows what it's like to be oppressed. Wow. I don't know, guys. What do we do? Yeah, the and Paradu says, mainstream media is really why we're here. They should know better than to equate things that don't equate. Yeah. That is true. But mainstream media is part of the problem. We're, I'm looking for this tweet. Somebody tweeted... Oh, there's so many things. Oh, yes. This person on Twitter. Who is this guy? Beat up. Let's see. This guy. Who is this person? Andrew Wartman. Dems. He is just some guy. I don't know. He wrote. I just found this an interesting question. He wrote, you can only ensure one of the following three things. One, Fox, OAN, and Newsmax file for bankruptcy. Two, Trump is indicted and convicted to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Three, the Supreme Court is expanded before Roe and any other fundamental rights are touched. Which one? Which one do you eliminate? Uh, Number one, I say. That's it. Because number one makes every other issue possible. And there would be no reason to even give a shit whether Trump is indicted and convicted to life in parole, uh, life in prison without parole. He wouldn't even be a thing without Fox, OAN, and Newsmax. Or the Supreme Court would never have been corrupted if, and we wouldn't have had a George W. Bush. We, God knows what 
what a different country we'd be living in. Imagine. I, this is what makes me weep. I, when I think about George Washington and all of the times where we could have fallen back into tyranny, right, from, from one intergenerational monarchy asshole to another, we could have, that could have happened at many t turns and points along the way. Uh, and I often think about po turning points in American history, and it makes me weep, frankly. Like, for example, Jimmy Carter. It makes me weep. Yeah, he was doing great in the um, in the polls before the Iran uh, before the hostages, and that's uh, and the Republicans made political. Um, treasure, I suppose, out of their treason. They negotiated behind the back of the sitting president with our enemies who were holding American hostages and said, hold these hostages a little longer because it's making Jimmy Carter look really bad and it's hurting him in the polls. So hold on to our, to these people who are supposedly our fellow Americans. Keep them in captivity fuck them over, who cares, whatever. They're just useless eaters. They're just pawns. Um, and that's what, that's, that's Ronald Reagan. That's treason. Just like when uh, Nixon was committing treason by negotiating behind the back of the sitting president at the time to the same thing with Vietnam. And he was caught by the CIA and they had him on tape. And he said, and um, Johnson called up Everett Dirksen and told him to tell Nixon to stop it. Stop it. This is treason. That's what he said. Quote, unquote. This is treason. And Dirksen said, I know. But that's, that's just another election strategy for Republicans. Just like lies. Lies, treason, negotiating with with tyrants behind the back of the president and that's what they're doing i mean that that's republicans they are you know they're they're traitors and they've been at this a long time sadly they found willing <laughs> conspirators with the democrats um the democrats They've gotten better, but we're in big trouble if this is what we got to fight with. Because, like I said, it's like fighting with one hand tied behind our backs. We, uh, Corey Bush was on mainstream media after the Democrats went home saying, what the hell are we doing going home? We should not be going home. We should be fulfilling the president's promises and delivering democracy to the American people. God damn it. Instead, we have another Christmas in uncertainty where eh, it's okay. The traders on Fox News will just be pumping out more lies. Uh, I'm sure. Did you see the traders, Hannity and Laura Ingram? Let me just play this before the show is almost over. I see the time. We're running out of time. This oh god, that's why I need more shows. 
because I wanted to play. Well, Trump said he saved Christmas, but let me play um, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity discussing themselves being uh, outed as the traitors, liars, and propagandists they are. About what? I got to compose myself. I don't think Liz Cheney likes us. I'm very. (laughs) I mean, I've tried my best. I've worked really hard. I've tried to be. I don't think she likes us. I don't think she likes us either. I don't think she likes us, Hannity. You know, I don't know why. I don't uh, know my, why. My my heart goes pitter patter. I'm I'm upset. I go so I'm so um, you know, I, I I'm losing sleep over. I know me. you are. I just wanted to make sure you were okay and the grief I'm counseling okay. was was working. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm about compose, what? I'm a, I got to compose myself. <laughs> That's their comment on being outed as the bunch of lying propagandists that they are. Ha ha ha. I don't think Liz Cheney likes us. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I'm really hurt. It's not personal. Laura and um, whatever your name is, traitor. I'll just call you traitors. It's not personal. It's patriotism. That's why I'm not surprised you're confused by it. It's real funny, isn't it? Why, why, why? Why are these pricks allowed in the White House press corps? They're liars. They, we, have, we have the proof. We could play it side by side. They're private statements. They're public statements. When you're lying to your audience, telling them that people that don't exist, that, that this non-organization called Antifa... Storm the Capitol when you know you're a liar and you're doing, uh, you're hurting the American people. You're doing it to turn your, your dumbass victims. They're not viewers, they're victims. You're turning them into dupes. That's your army of dupes to attack the democracy that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us and that you have no clue what, what it means. You hate this country. You hate democracy, and you especially hate multiracial democracy. Because you do everything to make sure that we can't function there either. Because in order to have, you know, a functioning multiracial democratic republic, we need to, we need to have a conversation about race. We need to talk about three-fifths of a human being and shit like that. Oh, no, there's no racism, though. There's none. That's what John Roberts said when he destroyed the Voting Rights Act, but that nobody asked him to do it. Nobody said. There was nobody voting on that. Nobody sent anybody to Washington to enact that agenda. But that's what the Republicans do. They don't give a shit. They're there to destroy the government from the inside. They know it. Sean Hannity, no fucking uh, little Ilsa of the SS knows it. They all know they're in on it. Jim Jordan knows it. I don't know if Marjorie Taylor Greene knows it, though, frankly. I think she's she's just dumb. God help us. Yep. The Democrats need to grow a backbone. 
On the other thing, the last thing we'll ta- we'll talk about as far as the Democrats and the show in general, because it's almost over. Hold on. What time is it? Oh, we only have a couple of minutes. Four and a half minutes, ladies and germs. Democrats urge to grow a backbone and overrule the parliamentarian. This is another one. Another fucking missed opportunity, you goddamn weak, 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 weak Democrat. This is the thing about the Democrats. Isn't that the most frustrating thing? We're, we're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and yet we can ha- barely muster these corporate Democrats to have any kind of passion or emotion about what we're fighting for because they don't, they're not fighting for that either. You know what I mean? They're fighting for, they're fighting for the same thing the Republicans are fighting for, except a, le- a little less fascist- fascistic. That's it. They like it. They like the corrupt kiss up, kick down system. They're just better at throwing a couple of bones at the sheeple to keep them from rising up and overthrowing the whole goddamn thing. So this parliamentarian, this is another case in point because this person is nothing but it's an advisory role. It's not, it's not Joe Manchin. He's not the King, right? Or she at this, in this particular instance. And, um, it's, we have a historical precedent. The Republicans remember here, let me show you. Repub Parliamentarian back back in the day here from the Washington Post May 8th 2001 Senate Parliamentarian Robert Dove the official response wait wait here I go again sorry I have to hit my mouth so it it jumps into gear The official responsible for enforcing the chamber's rules and procedures has been asked to leave his post after a dispute with with Republican leadership. Okay. Dove angered Republicans, especially Majority Leader Trent Lott, with at least two recent rulings that effectively made it harder for them to push President Bush's budget and tax cut proposals through the evenly divided body. And that is exactly what we're up against. The evenly divided body? The Republicans, do, do, they, got, they got rid of the parliamentarian when the parliamentarian kept cock-blocking them. And I, I don't know why I said that, but whatever. It came out of my mouth. Because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling salty right now. But... The parliamentarian is not the king like Joe Manchin. Get rid of him. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. She's standing in the way of the millions of Americans who voted for, for Joe Biden's agenda and to save democracy from the goddamn fascist coup. Get rid of her. Oh, can't do it. Parliament. It's like they... They just like it. They'll take the whiff. Okay, oh well, we tried. Why is it that Republicans are so... They are are so adamant. They work their little fascist fingers to nubs. They will 
rigor and jigger and gerrymander and they'll fire the parliamentarian they will throw down a gauntlet (laughs) they will violate norms cross lines and all to destroy democracy but the democrats won't even goddamn miss their vacation Guys, we got a lot of work to do. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy. Join Mark Middlestad at Shaping, uh, join shapingprogress.org. We will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. Something's wrong with that clip. And then, bing, it'll kick in. All right, guys. There you go. I don't know why. Listen up, guys, guys, guys. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devil. Thank you for hanging out. Let me see. Thank you, Richard W. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, J.D., and thank you, J.L.Z.J., for your super chats. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot of work to do. And thank you, Mark, especially, especially Mark, for calling and, and for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Mark. I feel better knowing that you're on our team. So we're all on the same team. That's what's so, ir- <laughs> That's what's so ironic in general, because it's not even about the team. The the fact is, if we if we win, if normal people win, the 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 Trump cult will benefit. The Trump cult wants to get uh, to take some sick leave too. Oh yeah, they like they they they'll all be joining right in. So it's not like when. We win, they lose. No, no, they win too. All right, my friends, I gotta go because I gotta go cut the show and then I have to go get unconscious. It's a lot. But we will see, we'll, t- we'll get together soon. All right, and a couple of next couple of days, maybe probably Wednesday or something like that. And they, oh, wait, wait, holy shit. I forgot, it's Christmas week. Oh, my God. Maybe I think we might do a show on Thursday. Then Christmas Eve is Friday. But there's not going to be a show Saturday. Okay. It'll be the repeat of probably the Thursday show. All right, my, my friends. But anyway, join the discord community so we can um, keep in touch if you have any questions you can always reach out to me there and any other oh you can also reach out on the patreon page if you're a patron and there you go all right thank you guys thank you stephen king i see you on facebook and james and demon rogue thank you all guys we will win my name is tara devlin have a great night I'll see you soon.